What is the vision for your business? And think big and be bold. Don't hold back in this long-term thinking. Your vision should be really aspirational and inspiring. Welcome to The Success Club, the podcast where we delve into all things business, marketing, mindset, and how to succeed as an entrepreneur. I'm your host, Shakira Jade, multiple seven-figure business owner and business coach with a passion for helping people succeed and blaze their own trail in business. If you are ready to up-level your skills, your mindset, and step into your next level self, then you've come to the right place. Think of me as your business bestie, as we navigate the ups and downs of entrepreneurship and life. Each week, I'll be taking you through business strategies, along with resources and actionable steps so that you can make your wildest dreams a reality. I invite you to be a part of the Success Club by subscribing to this podcast so that you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for pressing play today. And now let's get into it. Hello, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I am so excited to bring you today's episode, which is going to be all about visions and systems in your business. And I'm really excited to bring you guys this because the day that this podcast is coming out is going to be the day that I'm actually presenting this presentation to a crowd of about 200 at a salon event. This is for the CPR Salon Forum. And I kind of thought, you know, for those of you who aren't able to attend the salon forum, I thought, you know what, I'm just going to do an episode that is the same. It's a great way for me to practice my presentation. And I can also share with you guys the presentation that I'm going to be doing, but it's going to be obviously on the podcast. So the real presentation has got slides and it's got images and frameworks and things, but this is obviously just going to be my voice explaining it to you guys. So I'm really excited to share this because I've worked really hard on this presentation. I've been working on it for months. There's so much value in it. So I know you guys are absolutely going to love this episode. So let's get right into it. I want you guys to think, have you ever felt stuck or unclear in your business? So have you ever felt like everything's a mess and you just don't know where you're going? You don't know where you're headed and everything's just really confusing and you feel really stuck and unsafe in your business. First of all, I want to say I have been there many times. I still go back there from time to time where I don't know what's going on and I feel a little bit out of control in the business. Do you also ever feel like your team isn't rowing in the same direction as you? So if you have a team, whether that's employees or contractors, do you ever feel like they don't really understand the direction which you're heading and they maybe don't do things the exact way that you want to do them? Well, if you have answered yes to either of those questions, then this is the perfect episode for you because I'm going to take you through ways that we can improve those specific two problems. So I want to start out by saying that people always come to me and ask me, what is the secret to success? You have obviously achieved a multi-million dollar business with multiple locations and multiple staff. What is the secret to success? There must be something that you're doing that is giving you this success. And when it comes to business, I honestly have to say the two things that have made the biggest difference are having a vision and putting systems in place. That's the secret basically to having a successful business, having a very strong vision, very compelling vision, and then having systems in place to support that vision. Now, I will say I have a very clear vision for all my businesses now because I understand this. 
but it definitely was not always that way. So I don't know if you guys know this, but I actually dropped out of school when I was 15 years old. I knew that I wanted to make money and I wanted to have freedom. And so I somehow was lucky enough to, my parents let me drop out of school and I still to this day don't have a high school certificate, but it's okay because I made it and it's, it's fine. But really when I was at that point in my life, I had no vision. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I really just fell into hair and I started out as a makeup artist and then that wasn't really working out. So I started working in a salon and then I moved into hairdressing and hair extensions. And even when I started my own business, I started working from home in my spare bedroom doing hair extensions. And my vision was just to own a small salon, just to have a small salon where I could get out of working from home because I really did not love working from home. I didn't like strangers coming to my house. It made me feel uncomfortable. So all I really wanted was just to be able to have a little bit of freedom and, you know, have my own salon. So when I was young and I was starting my business, I definitely did not ever imagine that it would be where it is today. It just didn't even seem like something that was in the realm of possibility for me. It's not even a thought that I could have potentially thought to myself. So if you don't currently have a vision for your business or you have some kind of idea, but you're not sure if it's what you want to do forever, or you're not sure if that's your end goal, that's okay because we all start somewhere and we all start out not knowing what we're going to do. A lot of us just get into a business, not really knowing if it's our forever goal or if it really does align with our vision or what the vision for the business is. And then we just fall into it and we make it work somehow. So if you don't have a clear, strong vision, don't worry, because it takes time and you can find it over time. Now, speaking of systems, I want to take you guys back while we're talking about me dropping out of school. I want to take you guys back to when I was working at McDonald's. So I started working at McDonald's, I think, when I was about 15 and It was honestly a great experience. I don't know if any of you guys have worked at McDonald's, but if you have, you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about and exactly what I mean. So when you first get to McDonald's on your first day of work, they take you out into the back room. I came to work that day thinking that I was just going to get straight into work. I was going to get straight into serving customers and they were just going to give me the jobs and I was going to hit the ground running. But no, I go out the back into the back room and they give me a beautiful freshly pressed uniform, make sure that it fits me. And they're like, okay, now you're going to sit down and watch videos. And I was like, watch videos. That's okay. That's strange. Anyway, I sat down and then I watched an entire training program on how to work at McDonald's, what their core values are, what they expect of you, what your job is going to be, how to do your job, how to do it properly, what you should be doing if you have spare time all these different things. They had absolutely everything laid out for me so that when it became time for me to actually start working and performing all the tasks, I knew exactly what I was supposed to be doing and it wasn't stressful. So once I'd watched all the videos, they then took me out to the front. I was working in the front part of McDonald's. I was either on the drive-through taking orders or I was at the front desk taking orders. And They work on a buddy system. So that's one of their systems is they give you a buddy. So when you come to work on your first day or when you've watched all your training and you're ready to actually start working, they put you with a buddy so that if you have any questions or you have any concerns, you don't have to ask the manager all the time and interrupt the manager from what they're doing. You just go to your buddy and ask them what to do. Because of course, like any new job, when you're starting out, 
there's going to be questions coming up. So I had a buddy that I could ask questions. They told me what I should be doing and everything had a system. Everything had a structure to it. And I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie, the founder, but if you guys have seen it, it's about the guy who created McDonald's. If you guys haven't seen it, you need to watch it. It's such a good movie. And that perfectly explains how systems work in a business because they really have their systems down to a fine art, down to exactly the centimeter of which they place their different machines to make it most efficient to be able to get around the kitchen and do things in the fastest, most efficient time. So it's, it's a great movie. I highly recommend watching it, but the whole experience was so interesting to me because it wasn't stressful. And when you are at McDonald's, they actually expect you to work very, very hard. And I'm sure if you've been to a McDonald's before, you would notice that the people who work there are busy. They are constantly moving. They're working hard. They're not slacking off. It's, it's a busy place and there's a lot of demand and they have little sayings as well. Like if you've got time to lean, you've got time to clean. (laughs) So they have all these things that they get you doing where they want you to stay constantly active and constantly busy. And somehow it's just not stressful, even though there's a lot going on and there's high pressure and high demand and they expect you to work very, very hard and to not stand around or waste any time because everything has a system and a structure and you know exactly what you have to be doing. It's not stressful. I never felt stressed out working there. I felt quite relaxed, even though I was super busy. And then after I worked at McDonald's, I started working in hair salons and let me tell you what a different experience that was. It was night and day difference between working at McDonald's and working in hair salons, like completely different. So I walked into the salon on my first day, no systems, no videos to watch, no handbook of what's expected of me, no clear direction, no guidance. It was just getting in trouble when you did the wrong thing, getting yelled at, being made to cry, um, sweeping the floor, you know, doing all the things that everybody else didn't want to do was definitely not like a team environment. It was just a, you're the new one. So we're giving you all the crappy jobs that nobody else wants to do. It was such a different environment. And this is what I have experienced in so many salons. All of the salons that I worked at, in fact, didn't have any systems, maybe a loose training on like how to use the point of sale system, how to check a customer out. And then they would of course train you on how they wanted you to do hair extensions or how they wanted you to do hair or how they wanted, you know, you to service the customers, but there was no clear guidelines. There was nothing documented. There was no videos. There was nothing. That was my experience working in salons. And it was so different going from McDonald's to a salon environment and noticing that. Of course, at the time when I was younger, I didn't understand systems and I didn't know that that's why it felt so different. But now that I have a business and I understand this, it is so important to have good systems in place. And I always think as well, it is the biggest compliment if someone comes into your business and they say, wow, this is a really well-run business and I'm really happy working here. I actually had someone say to me once that it was the only salon that they'd worked at that had clear systems in place that was actually trying to run the salon like a proper business. And I almost fell over with excitement with this compliment because that is music to my ears that someone would feel that way about coming into my business, that it was the best place they'd worked with the most structure and the most systems. So 
It really is from an employee perspective. And even if you are just working on your own and use contractors, the more you can have systems in place and give them clear direction and clear vision on what it is that you're trying to achieve, you're all going to be working so much more in alignment. Now, I want to talk about how I managed to implement systems into my business. So I want to be straight up by saying for the first approximately eight years of my business, I really didn't have any systems in place. It was only me and a subcontractor. And my very first salon, I had rented out a chair to a hairdresser, and then I'd also rented out a nail station. So I had a nail lady come in. And then my second salon, because I'd close that first one, gone back to working from home, and then opened a salon again, I had one receptionist, and then I had one subcontractor who was working on a commission basis. So it was only two people. It wasn't that hard to manage, but I did not really have any systems in place. We maybe had a couple of things written down, but we really didn't have a lot in place. And my business really didn't grow that much. Like looking at what I was making over the first eight years, it really didn't change. I got to maybe 50 or $60,000 a year, but then it just kind of stopped. And it felt like no matter what I did or what I tried, my income just wasn't growing. And then there was a bit of a turning point for me. So there was a pivotal point about eight years into my business, which is a long time. Like, let me tell you, it is a long time to be working on something, to be putting a lot of effort and time into something. And it's not actually moving anywhere. It's not actually going anywhere. It takes a lot of mental strength (laughs) to stick out a business when it isn't going as well as you would like it to. So this was the first eight years of my business. I really didn't see a lot of growth. I didn't see a lot of change in my business. I was happy with what I was earning and I was happy with the freedom and the flexibility that I had, but it really wasn't what I envisioned that it could be at that point in time. So come to eight years into my business, I had this pivotal point. So I wasn't making as much money as I would like to make. And then I found out because I had a accountant who wasn't the best and wasn't really truly looking out for my best interests, I wound up with about $200,000 in debt. So this was split between credit card debt and tax debt from the tax office. And let me tell you, for someone who is making fifty dollars to $60,000 a year, $200,000 is astronomical. I thought I'm going to have to work for at least four years, give all of my income just to be able to get ahead and pay off this debt. It was so incredibly stressful. I I can't even describe how stressful it was. So that was the position that I was in and I didn't know what to do. I was really stuck. I was really worried. I was scared I was going to lose my whole business. I was scared I'd be in debt for the rest of my life trying to pay off this stupid debt that I had. So what did I do? I did something that might be considered a little bit risky, but I decided to hire a business coach. So I hired a Tony Robbins coach. I'm sure you guys already know I'm obsessed with Tony Robbins. I talk about him all the time and he has coaches that have been trained by him that are business coaches. And I remember at the time, I think it was about $5,000, which again was a lot of money to me back then. It's still a lot of money now, but it was definitely a lot of money back then. And I thought to myself, oh, I don't know what to do. Like I should be putting that $5,000 on my debt to pay my debt down. But for some reason, I just felt like this is the right thing to do. This is what I need to do. This is the answer to my problems. And this is what's going to get me out of the situation that I'm in. So 
I bit the bullet. I booked the coach and it honestly changed my life, changed my business completely. My coach was amazing. I love her so much. She really helped me to one, get a good mindset around running a business and being in debt and just go, okay, it is what it is. This is where we are now. This is not the end of the world. What are we going to do to fix it? This can absolutely be fixed. Let's fix it. So she helped me work on my mindset to get into that mindset that everything was going to be okay. And we were going to fix the problem. She had me read a book called The E-Myth Revisited, which is a book all about systems and teaches you how to put systems in place. So that was one of the first things I started doing was putting proper systems in place, coming up with an actual plan of how I was going to scale my business. So she helped me through our coaching calls to implement more systems, to have a greater vision for my business and what I actually wanted. And then most of all, she helped me work on my mindset. She helped me see things that I couldn't see. And she helped me find blind spots within the business that I could then go and improve. And I'm very proud to say that it only took me two years to get completely out of debt, which is to me a huge achievement and a huge milestone. I was able to get completely out of debt And I was able to move on with my life and stop stressing and worrying and feeling so burdened and overwhelmed. And even though the period where I was paying off my debt and I was running my business was hard because I could see the business was growing. I could see that we were getting more clients. I could see more income coming in. But at the end of the day, I had less money in my bank account because I was paying off this debt and I really wanted to get it out of the way as quickly as I possibly could. Even though that was really challenging, I kept thinking to myself, at the end of this, once I've paid off this debt, I think I was paying like $10,000 a month. I thought I'm going to have an extra $10,000 a month in my income. Like how exciting is that going to be? And I really focused on that end goal that once that debt was gone, if I can afford to pay $10,000 a month in debt in excess of, you know, what I'm making, because I'm still obviously making money to survive and everything like that and run the business that I can, I'm going to have an extra 10 grand a month to spend on whatever I want to spend it on. So that actually really helped me and kept me going throughout that really difficult period where I wasn't making a lot, even though I was working really hard. So that was a really pivotal moment for me. I know for certain if I hadn't hired my business coach, I would not have been able to work through that and I wouldn't be where I am today. So I am eternally grateful. In a fast-paced world, time is everything. And for busy business owners like you, efficiency is key. That's why I use Flowdesk, the ultimate email building platform designed to save you time and skyrocket your business success. With Flowdesk, creating stunning emails is a breeze. Say goodbye to complicated interfaces and coding. Flowdesk's user-friendly editor empowers you to design captivating emails in minutes. They also have amazing automations which help you to save time and money. If you've ever gotten an email from me, you would have seen the beautiful design as I use Flowdesk for all my emails. Flowdesk offers a vast collection of templates crafted to match your brand's unique style. If you are interested in trying Flowdesk on a free trial, you can go to shakirajade.com forward slash Flowdesk to find out more or use my code shakirajade at checkout to save 50% off your first year. Join myself and thousands of other entrepreneurs who use and trust Flowdesk.
So I want to talk about how you can craft a compelling vision for your business. So I want to share with you guys my vision for my hair salons. The vision for the hair salons is to be the top hair extensions provider in Australia by 2025 and to provide premium hair extension services in a luxury environment. So the premise of my vision is that we want to be the best. We want to be the best that there is. We want to be the best ones out there. We want to be a luxury salon. So we want to be high end. We want to provide a luxury service, a luxury feel. We're not trying to be cheap. We're not trying to be low end, which by the way, high end and low end businesses can work. I mean, look at McDonald's, for instance, it's not the most high end burger that you're going to get. It's low end, but they work on volume and they make it work and it works really, really well. So if you have a business that is more low end, but you're focused on volume, that can absolutely work. It's not that one is right or one is wrong. It's just that I want to do a luxury brand for my hair salon. So because of that vision, we use this vision then to make decisions. So when it comes to what we're going to do inside the salon, this is the guiding principle that we use to make decisions. So when we decide that we want to get coffee for our clients, we, we of course want to serve our clients drinks. That's a no brainer, but we want to give them coffee. We could go and buy instant coffee and just buy the cheapest coffee there is, but we don't, we get a pod machine, we get a milk frother, we offer them lattes and cappuccinos and we get them really good coffee. And not only that, we offer them a range of different milks, all different dietary requirements. We have a range of different drinks. We have everything they could need. It's like being in a bar. We have cocktails, wine, beer, everything you could possibly want because we're trying to create a luxury experience. So that's what we do when we decide what drinks we're going to serve in the salon. Even when it comes to training, we just recently decided that we were going to spend one day every quarter training our entire team. Now we worked out the expenses on this. Let me just say, pretty expensive (laughs) to pay for your entire team for all the wages for one day just to do training. And then you've got to pay for a speaker to come in. And then you also have to forfeit whatever sales you would have made on that day normally. So the expense is very, very high. But when we thought about it, we thought we want our team to be the best. We want them to have the best training. We want them to have the best opportunities because we want to be the best. So we can't skimp out on these things if we want to be the best. So That is another way that we use that vision of being the very best in making a decision. So how do you actually craft a vision for your business? So the first step is to decide what direction you want to head the business in. So the first thing is to reflect on your core values and your purpose. So we started with our core values. One of them being that we are high end. We really want to be high end. We want to be customer focused. So that's where that luxury premium kind of feel comes in. That is one of our core values. So for you and your business, you want to look at what are your core values? What is most important to you and your business? Why did you start this business in the first place? Your vision should be a reflection of those fundamental beliefs that you have. You also want to understand your strengths and your unique selling proposition. So you want to identify what sets your business apart from the competition. Like what makes you unique? What are your strengths and how can your strengths shape your future? This is going to help you to guide you in the direction that your vision is going to take. You also want to consider your future ideal self. So if you imagine your business now and then you imagine it 5, 10, 20 years from now, what does that look like? Like what is, what is the vision for your business and think big and be bold. Don't 
hold back in this long-term thinking. Your vision should be really aspirational and inspiring. It shouldn't just be something average. It should be something that you really, truly want. You also want to engage with others. So if you have a team, you want to include your team in this process. You don't want to just do it alone. You want to make sure that you are creating united vision and you want to make sure that the people on your team align with your vision. Because if you go to do this exercise and you're finding that the vision is really differing and you're struggling to complete this exercise, then that actually means that there could potentially be a problem with the people on your team. Maybe that's one particular person just doesn't agree with your vision or doesn't agree with the ideas that you're bringing to the table. Maybe they're not the right person for the business, but the right people in your business will align with your vision and they will share similar values and you'll be able to craft a vision statement that really excites everyone on the team. And then you want to draft a vision statement. So you want to come up with something doesn't have to be perfect and it doesn't have to be your forever vision statement, but something that is going to be concise and clear and that's going to be inspiring. And it should really articulate a clear picture of what your business aims to become. So I challenge you guys to go and do this exercise. If you're not driving or exercising right now, do it right now. Otherwise, come back to this exercise because crafting a really clear vision for your business is absolutely crucial to success. So definitely promise me guys that you will take action on this. So once you've actually completed your vision and you've got it in writing and you're starting to make decisions in your business based on your vision, you want to start testing and refining your vision. So you can share your vision with others, whether that's your customers or maybe your team, or maybe it's an advisor or a coach or a contractor and then see what people are saying. Be open to getting feedback and making adjustments because your vision will probably evolve along the way as you input it and as your business grows. Once you have refined your vision as well and you're very confident with it, you want to make sure you communicate your vision to your employees and to contractors and anyone that has any kind of professional relationship with your business. You really want to make sure that it's a part of your culture and you want to make sure that you're referring back to it regularly to make sure that it's front of mind when you are making decisions. And you also want to encourage your team to make decisions based on this vision as well. The most important thing with this is to take action. So remember, don't walk away from this episode and just think, oh, that was some great information. Like I really enjoyed that. The most important thing is to take action on your vision and to make sure that it's written down, make sure it's clearly communicated and make sure you're actioning it in your business. So next up, I want to talk a little bit about systems. I do have a whole episode on systems. So if you guys want to go back and listen to that episode, it is episode 28, Unlocking Peace Through Process. So I have a whole episode on that, but I am going to touch on it just a little bit in regards to how it incorporates into vision, because vision is one thing and it's so amazing to have a clear vision and it's amazing to have clear goals. But if you don't have systems in place to actually achieve those goals, you will keep going around in circles like I did for the first eight years of my business until I truly started taking it seriously and educating myself about business and hired someone, hired a coach who could actually help me grow my business. I was just running around in circles. No matter how much I tried, I wasn't getting anywhere. My team wasn't getting anywhere. So having these systems in place is really important. So the six areas of a business that I feel need systems are vision, data, team, operations, finances, and sales and marketing. So these are the six areas which are a part of a framework, which basically gives you a guide as to what 
areas of the business need systems. So the first, of course, is the vision, which I've talked about earlier in the episode, which is figuring out what kind of reputation you have, where you want your business to be, how you see the business operating, what is your culture like, all of those types of things. The second area is the data. So this is reviewing data in your business, tracking things in your business, and then reviewing that data that comes in. One of the ways that we do this is through a weekly scorecard. So we take the most important KPIs and we track them every single week through our scorecard, which we meet with our leadership team. And then we go through the scorecard and we look for any areas of the business that might be falling behind or any areas that are excelling. And we discuss why did we do so well in this particular area last week or why did we fall short in this particular area? What can we do to make sure that doesn't happen again next week? And one of the reasons that this is so powerful is that if you have a profit and loss statement, which you usually get on a monthly or a quarterly basis, by the time you review that profit and loss statement, it's too late to do anything about it. It's too late to make any changes. It's already a month ago. A whole month has gone by or a whole quarter has gone by. Whereas when you're using a scorecard, you're able to track every single week how much is coming into your business, where you're at in terms of KPIs, and it gives you a lot more information than just the profit and loss statement alone. I again have a episode. It was one of my first episodes. I think it was episode three or four, which was all about how to create a scorecard in your business. So if you want more on that, go back and listen to that episode. And then also with data, this can be data in regards to marketing, how your marketing efforts are going, how many leads you're converting, how many Instagram views or TikTok views are getting, how many followers are converting into sales. There are so many points in your business that you can measure data and measure results. So this is a very important part of the business that needs to have systems in place, because if you just leave it up to chance and hope that you'll actually remember to, you know, check on those figures, unless you have a proper system in place you won't be checking on them. So this is why it needs systems. We then have team. So if you are someone who has a team, then this area is going to be very vital to the success of your business. So this is making sure you have proper guides in place, making sure you have team training, making sure all of the HR aspects of the business are all taken care of, and then making sure they have a good onboarding and offboarding experience, everything related to team. And if you don't have a team, you can just use this section as a system for yourself. So are you yourself regularly investing in training for yourself? Are you continuing to better yourself in within your own business? You can treat yourself like you were a team member and making sure that you are keeping up to date. You are doing regular training. You are growing and you're not just kind of cruising along. We then have operations, which is all the ins and outs of the business. So this is you running the business, all the things that you do, servicing your customers, sending out products, you know, finding new products, research and development for new products, anything that might come under actually doing the work or doing the income producing activities within your business. The next section is finances. Again, as I mentioned earlier, this was somewhere that I really neglected for a long period of time. I just buried my head in the sand with my finances and my tax and everything. I just didn't want to think about it. I didn't want to handle it. I didn't want to deal with it. And I really should have. So having good systems in place for your finances is crucial. And the last section is sales and marketing. So this is making sure that 
one, your sales are strong, making sure you're upselling or you're, you know, repurposing different ways to sell to customers, making sure that when someone comes to you, whether that's for a consultation or a discovery call, you are converting those people into sales and improving your sales process in the meantime to ensure you're converting as many customers as possible. And then of course, marketing is involved with that as well, making sure you are taking care of your marketing, that you have a good solid marketing strategy in place. So you aren't just leaving it up to chance. And these are the six areas that all need systems in place. So if you guys want to look at this a little bit more, I would recommend going back and listening to the systems episode. And then you can also listen to the scorecard episode, and this will go deeper into these topics about systems. But I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. I have loved putting together this presentation. It's been a lot of fun and it's nice to kind of put together some things that I have noticed that people in a lot of businesses are not currently doing. So I do want you guys to really think about these. Do you have a clear, strong vision for your business and do you have solid systems in place to support that? And if not, then hopefully this episode and my other episodes that are in line with this will help support you to putting those systems in place, having a really strong, clear, compelling vision for your business, and then implementing it all and watching your business grow and succeed. So my favorite thing for this week, I'm going to recommend a book called Process, which is a part of the traction or EOS system. So this is what we use to run my business and the book is called Process. So I would definitely recommend this book. It is very much in alignment with everything that I'm teaching and it's an amazing book. It teaches you how to put systems in your business, teaches you examples or shows you examples of how they work and really gives you a good structure for how to actually create systems from the ground up. I know it can be a little bit boring. I know it can be a little bit overwhelming at times or you don't even know where to start, but educating yourself through listening to podcasts like you are now or reading books is a really good way to just benefit yourself and make yourself a better business person. So I hope you guys enjoy that book. I'm sure you will. And also don't forget to watch the movie, The Founder, if you haven't watched it already fantastic movie about McDonald's and I'll see you guys here next week. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If you enjoyed it or got some value from it, please share it with a friend who you think might like it also. If you're feeling extra generous, it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review on Apple podcasts. This helps me to reach more people and spread my message to those who need it the most when growing their business. Thanks once again, and I'll see you here next week.